So say that again. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. They were not snapped. Need to get out the yard. Hold on. <laughs> Fisk was not snapped. Okay. No. All right. You you see it in so, um in Hawkeye too. If you like, one one thing that helps is like using Hawkeye as the baseline. Because the reason why Hawkeye became Ronan is because his family got snapped, and Hawkeye killed her dad. Like, and mm. she was around when her dad died. So, like, yeah. basically, when you use like that as like a connection, it's like you can tell who was around and who wasn't. And we are live with another episode of the Keeg Talks. Today, the Keeg Talks Echo, the newest MCU edition on Disney+. Plus. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira. And if you're watching us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash thekeegshow or youtube.com slash thekeegshow or you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. We're here to talk about Echo and it's not just me um, alone hearing myself speak, though that would be an Echo of sorts. Um, so dumb, so dumb. Let me introduce my guest. Justin is, is shaking his head. We got Freddie's roommate, Justin Jordan. Justin. <laughs> hi, everyone. Shaking um, my head at my jokes? Yeah, I am. But hi, everyone. I'm Justin. Um, and I am also a member of Kingpin's Goons, but I'm also fluent in ASL, but not really. Oof. I just have the, <laughs> uh, contact lenses. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the la the lazy man's way, but fair, fair. No, but actually, I took two uh, two classes of ASL in oh. college. Yeah, that was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Can you? We'll get to that. We'll get to I, that. I can like only know my name, where's the bathroom, that kind of thing, like very short sentences. I mean, I that's still good. To, I can't do, do it at all. Sandwich ASL because I worked at. <laughs> A subway that was right across from the uh, California School for the Deaf in Riverside. Mm. So I can say things like. Hey. <laughs> you could say things like what? Cheese. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how do you how do you do cheese? It's like it's like this, if I remember correctly. It was like ten years ago. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, I'd be curious all the different types of cheese. Yeah, I don't know that. I just. Yeah. I, you had to stumble through helping somebody get a sandwich. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, I've already introduced Justin, but who was that voice? We got Paige Blackcloud. What's up, Paige? Hey, uh, you know, not too much. Happy to be here. This is my first time coming on the key. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah, just I'm an actor and on camera and VO and I'm a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Also, you you've been known to throw some punches, right? Oh yeah, I am a martial artist as well. I guess I should say that uh, I'm also indigenous. Um, I'm uh, I'm Dakota in my background. Um, my my dad um, was born and raised on uh, Spirit Lake Reservation. Um, but yeah, <laughs> awesome. Thanks for uh, for coming. Yeah, uh, we also got last but not least. She's just vibing. Amanda just vibing. Amanda Hi. Castrillo. Amanda, what's up? <laughs> Nothing much. Thank you for having me again. Uh, this is not my first time on the King. This is not my first rodeo. No, um, this isn't. But but yeah, I am a content creator, social producer, um, all around nerd. Uh, love Marvel, and yeah, I'm happy to be here and talk Echo. I'm I'm glad I have all of you here because I feel like uh, we're gonna get some good insight into the show. Now, I don't know who would be watching our podcast before watching the show so just be careful there are spoilers to the show 
that's what this is. Uh, you know, we got to be able to talk about stuff. Um, Echo first appeared in the MCU in the Hawkeye show. Um, and she, uh, you know, she didn't do too much, but she was there and she was prominent. And then they said they were going to do a, a, a series on it. Did you guys like Echo as a character in the Hawkeye show? Did you feel like she was properly developed? Like, what were you guys' first? Thoughts? I thought she was wicked cool. Um, but I I remember when I was watching Hawkeye, I felt as though I wasn't sure, like, who to focus on when it came to, like, in a, uh, an antagonist. And so I felt like I wanted more from her, but that's also what made me excited for Echo. Um, it, it definitely set the stage for interest for her as a character. But I do think that she could have been a little bit more developed in that show. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, did you guys have, uh, Amanda, did you have any, uh, 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 how do I put it, uh, strong opinions about Echo in, in Hawkeye? Not super strong opinions. Again, I don't think we knew enough about her when she yeah. was first introduced because it was like kind of like a, oh, like an introductory, like, oh, this is Echo. This is a character. Um, and obviously like the baseline, okay, like she lost her father. She's connected to Kingpin, like the very like baseline rudimentary things. But like, as far as like, as an in-depth, fully fleshed out character, we didn't get, really get enough at that point. So like, it's really cool to like see the character unfold in Echo. Yeah. Justin, feel the same way? I mean, going into Hawkeye and going into this show, uh, I all I knew about Echo was, it's not Ronin. <laughs> like the, the comics. Like, <laughs> Wait, what? She, remember? Remember in the comics yeah. um, when she, well, everyone thought Ronan was Daredevil? Oh, yeah. Turns out Ronan was actually Echo. And I was like, yeah. oh, I wonder what ever happened to that character. Oh, wait, she's in Hawkeye? All right. Um, and the thing that she's known for is shooting Kingpin in the face. But And it delivered, you know? It delivered on all that. I liked when she was like almost like a Terminator. She was so <laughs> determined. To, I thought like, you were just going to say, I liked when she shot him in the face. <laughs> yeah, that was cool Period. and all. That was great, but as you um, should. I, I I really liked her in Hawkeye. I was looking forward to Echo. I'll say that. Yeah, um, like I'm familiar with Echo from the comics. So Echo, you know, um, was created, I believe, by Brian Michael Bendis in his Daredevil run. Um, Brian Michael Bendis has created a lot of heroes, and he is very insistent on making live like live action adaptations of his heroes. Like, Brian Michael Bendis created uh, Miles Morales. He created Jessica Jones. He created Naomi in DC. Um, I mean, he created, like, a bunch of people. I'd have to look up a whole list. But I believe Echo is one of those. Um, so it was only a matter of time till we got Echo live action, because he seems to have some pull. Um, in the comics, though, she does have a little bit of powers, I think. She can copy people's moves. And so then they... Sorry? She's kind of like Taskmaster. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say I like the... I just, I just rewatched Black Widow too. So I was like, oh, that sounds very familiar. Like, Yeah. But they chose not to go that route for the live action version. Mm -mm. Does that affect anything in your guys' heads? Is that like... Are, are we allowed to start spoiling it now? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Uh, honestly... 
I was not a fan of the powers. I truly wasn't. I, I, I it came. At, I would much rather her be really good at her job, like unnaturally good at her job, than mm -hmm. to give her like a supernatural power that it's coming from. Even though, like, when the episodes would begin with a very interesting like history about her people and things like that and how she's connected yeah i think it's more powerful to me personally if those women are just really good they don't need like a supernatural thing or like i'm not sure what the um what the first episode the lady in the first episode in the um flashback mm -hmm. i i believe it was something to do with like her history or like the history of a people or like yeah. something like that but I didn't have context for it. So it really caught me off guard when she was when she got powers. So yeah. I think it caught me off guard with her powers was that she was just kind of like, huh, like the first time it happened and then didn't really like further pursue questioning. Why did I just glow? <laughs> like that was that's just a in a world where like superheroes are running rampant and um you've seen incredible things happen it it struck me as a little bit odd that she was that she didn't immediately pursue that um but uh i like the idea of kind of like taking and, and like just throwing some stuff out the window because it leaves room for surprise right because i think when you're a comic book fan uh a lot of the time you end up not surprised by what happens because it you know they're trying to take stuff from the comics and even new iterations of comics when you get new generations and like part of the fun is like what are they going to do with this character now reimagining it and that's really what like cinematic universes keep doing um so i was excited with them doing something different with the powers but i agree that i don't know if i super liked what the powers were but that's also because i feel like i don't understand them <laughs> like yeah, yeah. and like it kind of like it gave you sprinkles of like okay it's like an ancestral thing it's like passed down between like all, but also and i think this is like kind of an overarching issue of like we only had five episodes yeah and one of the problems i had with that as well is that a lot of the time and i noticed this and like even the first like three episodes um there were there's a there was a lot of flashing back that i don't think was necessary because we already saw it, you know. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, you're talking about the first episode. Time, um, like, are you talking about like the episode openers that were like some of these like flashbacks to like other? Because they weren't like it, it was like okay, if it's the opener, that's cool because it establishes like the tone for the rest of the episode. They kept happening throughout the episode. Yes, <laughs> and it was like we it felt already like saw screen this. time to me. Yeah, and it was like okay, I but I saw this you know what I mean mm -hmm. and I felt like it just kind of got repetitive and it was the same clips over and over that didn't really explain anything yeah so like things would just be happening and I then it we had hopes that this was gonna be like the official start of like bringing in the mutants um like yeah. and taking it in that direction that was if they were gonna give her powers that's like that was my like hope for what was gonna I don't know go on but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like that, that was my issue with the powers too, where I was like, okay, in the time that it took to like continuously show the same thing over and over, I feel like you could have just elaborated on the powers or have her kind of discover yeah. what they were or have them explain to her and like not have her talk to her grandma in the last ass episode. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like 
that's the thing where it's like we had five episodes okay that's that's a little bit of time but it's still time mm-hmm. and you were filling it with things awesome. that were repetitive that were not really driving the story and the lore forward yes well and and the, the ensemble cast was so good that every time we were not spending time with them I was just like okay when are we gonna go back <laughs> yeah the, the, the acting and the and the characters were so good like every time they interacted and spoke and I was just engaged and like I wanted to just like watch them speak yes. and yeah, it I was, I'm almost annoyed every time like the flashback of the people in the past came up because I'm like, I want to get back to Uncle Henry. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, Uncle Henry's great. Like, Homie yeah. with the Dog is great. Like, <laughs> I wanted, to, I wanted to see more of them, and I wanted to see more of their interactions with Maya and like somebody they haven't seen in like 20 years. I love drama like that. I love that kind of drama. Yeah. So I was <laughs> like, diverted from your original question. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> here's here's a good question just to just to kick this off a little bit more. Um. With minimal explanation, out of 10, how would you rate this series, these five episodes? With minimal explanation, then we can dive into it, you know? Just to kind of, I, I, I'm very curious on where everybody is. For me. It, oh, I sorry. Yeah. Eight for me. Um, okay. Like, I would give it an eight because of uh, the stuff that it did good and the things that I liked about it, I liked so much. But um, and like the problems that I had with it were issues that are affecting not just this show. Yeah. Um, I would give it a seven. And it's not that I didn't That's enjoy right. it at all. It's it's not that I enjoyed it. But I think there's something to say. And, and we'll get we'll talk about this Marvel spotlight branding, uh, which I think is both good and bad. Um, but I just it wasn't as compelling to me as it should have been. Yeah. So I agree. I, I was going to give it a seven, seven. too. Yeah. 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 Justin. Yeah. Oh, I give it a four. Mm. Um, cause, um, I, I think, the, I think this show had a lot of trouble that a lot of it was out of control. I, I agree with Paige on that. Um, but for what we got and, the missions that this show wanted to achieve, I don't think it achieved a lot of what it was trying to do. Um, and the things that I did like about this show are <laughs> are few and far between, unfortunately. You know, and I think I think the most damning thing about this show is the Marvel spotlight of it all. I don't know if we can get into that. Yeah, because one of the more interesting and one of the beautiful things about the marvel cinematic universe is that each project relies on each other and not that i'm not saying specifically like references or cameos or anything like that but like it's building upon a shared story and for a company to say this is not a part of the shared story you don't have to know anything you don't have to plug into this atmosphere or like the the world that we're building you can just watch this and leave i think it's pretty I think it's disappointing to the cast. I think it's disappointing to the writers. It it, it kind of leaves them out to dry, you know? Yeah, Almost like uh, shooting yourself in the foot right to begin with. Exactly. Well, and I, I know for a fact that some stuff was cut um, because mm-hmm. there uh, there is at least one person that I know for sure that was in the show that ended, did not end up on air. Um, so, okay. there was, uh, so there was definitely some storylines that were cut um, so I, yeah, well, I mean, obviously I have no idea what they were, <laughs> but yeah, 
yeah, I think that uh, I think that some stuff changed, um, like in in post production that maybe could have elevated it and um, and made it a little bit a little bit more than a four for, for you. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm wondering if there was just because uh, we there's so much of a concern I think for um, like trying to pivot and then like the uh, then like with like the strikes going on and stuff. I feel like some weird decisions got made. <laughs> And, and things got cut that just shouldn't have been cut yeah for sure um i'm just I'm, I'm trying to read just some information to see like if there is a clue to kind of what happened is it, uh it says filming occurred over 92 days is that normal for a series of five episodes it's 92 days short mm. or long or normal it depends on how long those work days were really mm. And um and like the level of uh kind of the level of production and from what I saw, um that feels, it feels like there was probably a lot cut if that's how many days they were shooting. Um, yeah, that's like what three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's three months. Yeah. And um, given the amount of action we saw too, because action can really make stuff take like a lot longer. Um, but the uh, with the amount of action that was in the show, I just can't see it taking. I don't know that long, but I don't, I don't know. Cause I've never worked like union action. So I've only yeah. worked like, like non-union, like you're doing dangerous stuff and way too fast. <laughs> so, so it could be like way, way longer for you to work, but yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm reading that in May of 2023, Jeff Snyder of Above the Line reported that ser- the series was originally filmed as eight episodes and oh. after various production issues had been found by Feige to be unreleasable. Then it was edited down to five. I think that kind of shows. Yeah, that's some strong language. <laughs> oh, and then they reshot much of the series. Mm. It was that's it was de- eight episodes deemed unreleasable, then reshot. Maybe not completely, but ends up releasing as five. It's um, so interesting because I didn't know about the whole uh because Justin I saw you reading um that book uh about MCU, like the, the Rain of Marvel yes. Studios. Yes, and so I yeah I learned about, like through you about that that really interesting like process that Marvel just has baked in where like you know you send it to Feige and then it's like he says yes or no and then like reshoots are in the plan which is I just that blows my mind like <laughs> yeah yeah like I mean after years of like I don't know if you guys remember all the years of being like this Marvel project is going into reshoots. What's wrong? And it's like, yeah. that's literally the business model at this point. Which and is I good mean, and bad, right? <laughs> we can always like, I mean, we can always reshoot stuff, but like cutting down eight episodes, unreleasable. Yeah. It wasn't Batgirl. Like, come on. Like, I mean, I, we should yeah. still see Batgirl, by the way. I but, wish uh, Batgirl was released. <laughs> so we can make the judgment for ourselves, you yeah. know? Uh, but like, I guess I can I can feel it at least because like all the plot lines that the show tries to like spin like um Maya's relationship with her mother not there in my opinion yeah um, I think the biggest relationship disappointment that I had was that I felt like they really set up um her most important relationship being Bonnie and then yeah it wasn't explored Gone. yeah <laughs> at all Confusing. yeah yeah <laughs> it does thought, seem like there was a lot cut and it, and it's tough yeah. because like uh all these actors they you know they really pulled me in like i mm-hmm. i really like they did the they did the work they uh like i loved 
their characters and I wanted to spend more time with them. But another thing kind of just, I don't know, as an indigenous person, I want to see more of an effort to uh, look out and try and find some more people other than like the five indigenous people that keep getting the same, um, getting cast as every indigenous (laughs) character. And it's, I just want to see more. Like, I love these actors. I, I like that I've seen in other things. They're amazing, but if uh, I just think that we there should be more of an effort made because there are talented people out there like <laughs> I mean just go talk to a casting director like so many of the tapes that they get are like uh, people are great but yeah <laughs> yeah um shout out to to a couple of people out in the twitch chat uh shout out to Aries 13 and shout out to C1X um C1X is saying hey, <laughs> uh wait what that's my that's my that's my buddy <laughs> oh okay um uh, and so, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say that a lot of a lot of the actors from this show we've seen in Twilight, because I'm sure, yeah. like, <laughs> the, yeah. the, the cast, the you know, the casting people of Twilight were probably like, "Look, who are the ones we know? Let's put them in." And yeah, then they're, like, you know. they're like, "Here's our cast list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> their phone numbers." <laughs> like, uh, but let, let's talk about this Marvel Spotlight thing, right? The, the whole point of Marvel Spotlight is to kind of have self-contained series in a way, right? And sure, there are going to be things that bleed in from the bigger, broader MCU, but the, the Marvel Spotlight is not going to be one of those shows that's going to reference the giant celestial in the Indian Ocean from Eternals. Right, I don't that's think not where you get those. Giant celestial. Nobody <laughs> wants to touch that. No. <laughs> oh God, I especially don't want that because, like, I uh, got COVID on a cruise ship, and one of the five movies that I could watch in my like room was Eternals. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Did you not like Eternals? I liked it the first time I watched it, oh, but okay. when you're trapped in a room for <laughs> several <laughs> days with COVID, out the window in Italy, like not unable to leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I think, okay, so I, I think that's a lot of MCU stuff is, is falling, uh, 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 you know, victim to this kind of accelerated factory sort of thing. Secret Invasion was horrible. I've been talking about it since it came out. Like, it, it was, like, talk about unreleasable. Like, Secret Invasion was unreleasable. Um, um, but, uh, I did like Eternals, but Eternals, I think, had had a couple flaws. But this Marvel spotlight is meant to be, like, self-contained. But because I, I feel like the MCU has gotten to a big enough point that, like, the normies that I talk to in real life, like the mainstream normal people, not content creators, um, they, they are a little uh, uh, tired that you have to watch every MCU thing. So, mm-hmm. but to them they will skip echo if you're telling like them that echo is a self-contained thing that it's the new marvel spotlight brand they might just cut out all the marvel spotlight stuff mm. that's a I really good that, point i hadn't thought about yeah i think that i think my problem with the mcu right now is not that they can, can't do self-contained stories because we have plenty of good ones before phase three that were self-contained stories that mm-hmm. I really enjoy, you know, like mm-hmm. I would call Guardians of the Galaxy one a self-contained story. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's still connected I think, though. I feel like in some most of the origins are, yeah, they are. Yeah. Like a lot of the introductory stuff, it's like, yeah, maybe you'll have like a sprinkle of like another character in, but yeah, it's mostly about like anything. Yeah, 
like even spider-man like spider-man other than tony stark it's a spider-man story you know mm-hmm. like the mcu spider-man like okay you see tony and then you just and then you have peter and his friends like mm-hmm. yeah and like that's not the problem at all i think the problem is that to me the mcu does not have a through line or a backbone anymore in that if you don't like i i i gauge uh pop culture knowledge with my parents sometimes you know like they don't know who like uh they don't know who know who happy hogan is <laughs> no but they've seen iron man though you know what i mean yeah, like, right you know that kind of thing um but the, one of the helpful things about the avengers movies is that if you don't watch any of them watch avengers and if you're interested in characters like thor well we have a whole trilogy right here you know Right. If you don't watch anything, like, or I guess an in universe thing, if you don't like, if you don't know which ones to watch, at least follow the Infinity Stones. Well, <laughs> Shield showed up here. Does that mean the same person is here? You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing, where there was a traceable through line that you could follow. But in this new Phase Four, I guess I think we're in Phase five. five. Five now. Phase Five now. There's no through line of projects like spider-man teamed up with dr strange over there and then dr strange like teamed up with wanda over there but i don't know loki season two and one they did their own thing over there does it connect maybe is like will kang show up oh kang showed up in ant-man but what does ant-man have to do with dr strange you know and what does dr strange have to do with loki like it doesn't there's there's not because even I think in the previous MCU projects, I think it's also what you're kind of saying, Justin, is like you, one of the things about like a self-contained project as well is that it needs to work as an individual project and not just as something that works off of references. Like mm-hmm. there, there's a thing where it's like, okay, again, like you said, like maybe you didn't watch like all the Iron Man movies or all the Thor movies, but you can sit down with a friend and enjoy Avengers like exactly it's still a good movie by itself without any of the prior knowledge it's still a fun cohesive three-act movie the, i think the issue is that not only does like the individual stuff not really have an act structure anymore like it's just like yeah. things happening like multiple scenes happening to multiple different characters and then the episode ends and yep. like <laughs> that's and here's the thing too it's like you can have an overarching like plot for like an entire season and still have three act structure within an episode and that's how tv shows used to be like they used to have were were even more so within like the five act structure because it's like the five uh, like the commercial breaks between the five um yeah yeah uh like i talked to my wife about this um uh, i thought it was interesting that they broke it up into like five episodes because i feel like that was supposed to be like the five acts of the like you know episodic in a sense but the but it didn't really quite work for me just pacing wise and it I doesn't flow it, it was one of those things where it should have been longer or it should have been a movie yeah and, it and that's the thing too better on, served so on many of the recent mcu shows in my opinion i feel like could have been movies and they should have been movies. That. I have a theory. So so before all this, you know, the modern day stuff, like TV shows used to be like 22 episodes. They mm-hmm. there were arcs, <laughs> you know, they don't want to invest that much. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. So there's like 22 hour long episodes, like a CW show. It doesn't yeah. exist anymore. I mean, the CW doesn't exist. Like 
I didn't barely exist anymore. But the yeah, point like, being is th- that didn't they go bankrupt? Yeah, and they like sold uh, some. There was some buyout. Anyway, the point being yeah. is that like TV shows used to have that structure, whether it's a half hour show. A full hour show. show. It used to be like 22 episodes a season. There was like an arc that takes you to the winter break. And then there's like, you come back from the winter break and whatever. You can kind of see it. Shout out to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Who was talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the chat? C1 um, was talking about (laughs) Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did essentially that, right? They had like like either two stories in a season or three stories and they kind of moved forward. People don't realize that like writing for TV, it is a different structure than writing for movies. Yeah. And the reason, so part of my theory is, you know, like we used to always complain that DC movies are kind of sucky, but then DC TV was doing things and experimenting and like for better or for worse, doing things different than the movies. That's because I feel like TV executives are sort of in a lower branch than like movie executives because there's less money involved. I think because of the MCU, we have movie executives now dealing with TV properties through Disney Plus, which means Mm -hmm. that's all they know is movies. So a TV show to them is just a long movie, isn't it? And it's not. And I think that's what it is. That's actually something that I um uh, like I was like trying to look into is like, okay, like who really made this? Like, do, do they have experience in TV? And like, you can really see the difference in the Disney plus shows that were developed by people who did TV um, versus the ones that were developed by people who do movies. Cause these, like you said, these mediums are very different. They, the act structures are very different. Um, and you, but you have other streaming services that are, are doing hour long episodes still. And like these episodes are like really quality. Like most of the Apple TV stuff, like is still sticking to, it's either like this classic sitcom, like 20 minutes, or you've got like the, like close to like anywhere between like 45 minutes to an hour per episode. Um, and that's just, that's what I like out of TV because I watch TV to sit with characters and spend time with them. And I watch movies to um, go through an emotional journey quickly. Like that's right. uh, like that's just kind of what I I personally am getting out of these two mediums. And I find myself wanting to watch TV more because of those personal relationships that you develop with characters. And that was something that I really kept wanting from the show because they did such a stellar job with writing. You know these. Uh, relationships but then it was just like uh, it was like they were dangling this carrot and then never resolving it and never re-exploring it you get this beautiful scene and then it wasn't revisited and if you put that within a classic like five act episodic structure for each episode we would have gotten these better more developed moments I think in Echo yeah I feel (laughs) what, what hurts with Echo though is that if they had originally filmed eight with an idea of what they wanted, let's just say they meticulously mat like a made a masterpiece of eight episodes, and then somebody says it's unreleasable, and they take this masterpiece and they cut it up, do reshoots, string five. Now mm-hmm. the original intent and pacing is off. So no matter how good that original product was or how bad, like mm-hmm. something comes out that's almost Frankenstein. 
Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I feel like we're sort of in this like weird restructuring of like, what does the episodic look like? Because every single streaming platform is like reimagining it and doing something different and trying something different, uh, whether it's like, I'm going to trickle out episodes and do weekly releases or like they did with um, the last season of Stranger Things, like let's dump half the season yeah. at this point and then half the season at another point. And the episodes are all like wildly different lengths. And it's just... It's really, I, I'm really curious where we're going to land in the future with what what does the episodic structure look like? And I think we're just kind of in an awkward growing period where it sucks because there's these great ideas that are still out there because people are always having great ideas. Um, like there are so many creative people out in the world that are coming up with cool stuff, but like it's sometimes not best served by the time that it's getting made. Yeah. I, and I think, uh, sorry, I think another thing too is like, I think again in the age of like streaming where they're still kind of like they're getting away from it because I know like some streaming services are doing like weekly episodes rather than like dumping it all at once and being like here it's it's there but like mm -hmm. we got Echo all at once and I yeah. think they were trying maybe intending for people to binge it and just like knock it out in like a day mm -hmm. and even in that case where it's like it's still got a flow, and especially if you do watch it back to back. Because I watched the first three episodes back to back. Um, when you watch it back to back, a lot of those pacing issues and a lot of those structural issues really show because mm -hmm. you don't have a break. So when I see the same flashback six times in the span of an hour, I'm like, okay, wh what else do we have here? Like, mm -hmm. are you going to show me something, anything else other than the same six flashbacks that you keep showing me in rapid succession basically i also have a little bit of a just a personal gripe with um with the need to do these flashbacks which is that um when it comes to like, indigenous people we are so hyper fixated on this vision of the indigenous person that is so set in the past and um and while echo did a good job i think of um breaking conventions of like how indigenous people in the past are being filmed um they did some creative things there as soon as they did that black and white like western thing i just was like you almost <laughs> you almost did it in a way that didn't bother me <laughs> but then it, it just like I felt pretty disappointed when and it's like it's like really we're going back to the Western back to this idea that indigenous people aren't still walking around and haven't like you know just haven't changed at all and it's like cultural things have been maintained yes um, but uh, like indigenous people are modern people and we need to see more of that and that is also a compliment I would levy the show though which is that I loved that her character as much as like it was a big thing to show her background uh, it, it wasn't the only thing that uh that was important about her as a person like she it, she has ambitions and things going on and it's not just like she's native here <laughs> like, like let's just uh but then at the same time they came full circle back around with that with you know what they did with her powers it being this like ancestral connection I felt like they undercut that excitement that I had about it not being like hyper fixated just on um on you know the the native background of it all <laughs> the, there's an interesting thing that that happens in comics because um comics have been around for a very long time um mm -hmm. and started off in a well way more racist time to now which is a not as racist time um 
or at least um, not as loudly. <laughs> what's yeah. that? That's covert racism now. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, I have my theories on, on certain things, but uh, a lot of native representation in comics tend to be mystical. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's why I was hoping she was going to be a mutant. <laughs> I really wanted her. I really wanted to find out that she was a mutant, not that it was like this like mystical ancestral connection. And it's like, I appreciate the thought <laughs> that like they wanted to make this like literal representation of ancestral power and like the and the connection to your history and like maintaining that. But also, I just really want a superhero that happens to be indigenous <laughs> and is just a superhero. You know, right. I just think that would be rad. <laughs> Which is kind of like what she is in the comics. Yeah. You know, um, the most mystical thing that happens to her is she does get the Phoenix Force mm-hmm. in the comics. Um, but, um, I mean, that's is that what they were going for in this? You know what I mean? Like, I know it's not the Phoenix, but like, are they essentially just giving her like a yeah and see that that's the problem is like that, a similar that but different but i had so many questions about her powers that just like uh, we don't we don't really i don't understand them <laughs> like i and i want to know what she can do because i think one of the most fun things if you're excited about comics and superheroes and like superpowers is like speculating on what somebody can do with their powers that's like the the fun thing to talk about and i don't know what her powers do <laughs> i don't understand them other she can than gift them right yeah and and it's like i just that was like really the only answer that i had and i'm, I'm like is it giving her super strength is it like like what is it doing because <laughs> all i'm seeing is that you glow i wasn't and, sure if it was metaphorical yeah. at first like in the first however many episodes i wasn't sure whether this create the creation myth um thing that they started off with was something literal or a story being told I wasn't sure about that. I wasn't sure whether the glowing hands were metaphorical, whether it was literal. Then mm-hmm. when, you know, spoiler alert, her mom comes back out of nowhere. My yeah. first thought that was annoyed me so much. <laughs> my first thought was she went into hiding to 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 hide from Kingpin. Because that we're dealing with multiple tropes here, right? There's the crime noir trope where people go into hiding and witness protection, all that. And then we have this mystical uh, genre where the trope there is the spirit of your ancestors. Mm-hmm. My mind went to witness protection first. And then, no, it's, you know. See, I went like the other route just because like that scene, like she looked like dead, dead, like in that. Yeah. And I was like, she's no, that, yeah. that she is seeing things um (laughs) but yeah um but you know that's because like that was a that was very like it was well done um (laughs) visual effect of the the the, yeah (laughs) the aftermath of the car accident um but I didn't feel as though it was like this earned okay so here's my thing with the show I really wanted them to spend more time um with her being in this like anti-hero space because I feel like they rushed turning her into a hero at the end and like it just feels really it felt really random that suddenly she's standing there and being like it felt like they wanted us to believe that she's being a hero and being heroic and it's going to be a hero now but like um I wanted almost like a redemption arc for her because like she's killed a lot of people (laughs) yeah Yeah. and like (laughs) also like I thought it was going to kind of also play into like the because like what she's out for revenge you know she's out for 
like just it just felt like a lot of threads that they started they just like hoped you would forget about it yeah (laughs) on to the next thing um it's like and there's that lingering resentment with like her grandmother and there's like her not like ghosting her family these all there's so many of these scenes were so good in isolation um but i could feel that they were connected to more stuff that we didn't get to see um and i want to see it because i think it it felt what it was just me that like the ending was giving fast and the furious where they like have the barbecue <laughs> at the end and it's just like it's been a lot like, like i was like i don't think it didn't feel earned because i'm like i feel like y'all barely talk yeah. yeah no that was a big thing for me is that like I was really like because I I love a good of redemption arc you know Same. What I, mean? I love like, it that, they, the person uh in turmoil realizing that they did so many bad things and then like Xena Xena the warrior princess like you know like she she did a lot of killing and then she became like a, <laughs> the hero of Greece it's like I wanted that but in New York <laughs> like, yeah. um I, I have a question yeah Justin uh I wonder if this was a dropped plot thread because when Maya's mom died, her brakes don't work. Yeah. Do we think her brakes were cut? No, they oh, were cut. Said. Yeah. They were. They, they do say that, but they just don't tell you who. Didn't, um, didn't it, Kingpin it, do it? Did he? Everything was like implied. I don't think it was like it confirmed. Um, it like it was somebody who her dad had pissed off. Uh, was like the general thing oh. that they they had tried to spell out, but. Yeah. So I don't think it was Kingpin because I don't think he was super, yeah. super involved. Oh, with him. it was just Lopez. It's like bad Lopez. Like, yeah, like it, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was yeah. like like a thing with her dad. Like, remember the the grandma was like, mm-hmm. um, like you basically brought her into like this life of crime and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, which we barely see. Another, which we barely see what did her dad do that's here's the thing if they had started because there's there's flashbacks of young maya there's flashbacks we have so many flashbacks why didn't we have flashbacks of her dad why didn't we have flashbacks of like if you're gonna have flashbacks have some flashbacks like have some flashbacks of like her parents meeting have some flashbacks of like the disapproving grandmother like Mm -hmm. give us some context and don't just like tell us hey yo this is what happened it sucks and then just like because we didn't see much of the dad in hawkeye right no we only see his death so in this this should have been the show where we saw more of her dad we saw more of him and then like because we see more i feel like we see more with maya as and kingpin as her uncle than we do as like with her own like family yeah and so- i'm like yeah, I also really wish we spent more time with her in the moments after she shot Kingpin. Yeah. Uh, because, like, you, that's like a, that could have been a really beautiful, messy, like, visceral, like, showing the violence for what it is, like, rather than just glossing over it and not. Because, yeah. like, one of my favorite, <sighs> uh, one of my favorite, like, um, uh, like character killing a person scenes, like in, in anything. I, this movie wasn't well received, but um, the newest Tomb Raider movie, uh, like, the, with Alicia oh. Vikander. Um, so like when she kills a guy for the first time, she has a really visceral reaction to it because that's not something that a normal average person is ever going to do in their lifetime. And, um, and it's something that I want to, I really wanted to see with this like mature rating is like, okay, like let's like actually take a real honest look at violence and not in a way where it's just violent to be violent. Like let's, let's have somebody have a real emotional reaction 
to the violence that they are enacting rather than it's just action and gore and we're just supposed to like think that these people just don't give a crap because like i i want to see the human response to that and especially with how important her relationship was with him i wanted that moment and i didn't get it <laughs> like, yeah that was another thing too like the tvma rating let's talk was, about that yeah i was over here expecting tvma like I look at a little bit more blood is not tvma mm-hmm. i'm was so it sorry like it doesn't it, you know what i mean it, like was there was a okay, case added in post it, well there was a guy there was a part where like the guy got shot he's like like spit up blood but i'm like yeah. i i'm pretty sure we've seen that in like tv 14 marvel movies and like pg 13 marvel movies yeah like it's i'm not like a huge fan of like violence just for violence's sake like um yeah like it has to like really it needs to serve uh like a purpose of like moving you because i think that's the point of storytelling in general is to be moved in some way whether it's to laugh to cry to like uh be inspired whatever you know moved in some way emotionally and violence is another tool to do that and um and you know violence can be funny of course but like <laughs> like when, when done in in certain things um you know like uh suicide squad like uh, deadpool stuff like that yeah. can, make, can make violence funny but i something i just really like i had the hopes of seeing uh violence explored in um in the way of like how does it how is it affect a person especially because it's about a minority person and uh like somebody who's part of a minority community that has been subject to a lot of like violence that is uh inherited and even just Maya as a character like is you know her dad like had her exposed to a lot of violence at a young age and we see that um response with that she has it is very unusual for a child to have when she sees Kingpin um you know uh, being the crap out of somebody in an alleyway but like I think at some point in in your life you would have like a, an emotional response to that and it's just I want a little bit more nuance and um, I guess just uh, brave storytelling in regards to like, how is the violence affecting these people? Cause I feel like they were braver about that even in Endgame, like with regards to like yeah. the black and stuff, like then they, then they really I, were. And even in like Spider-Man No Way Home, like, yeah. like I just kept thinking about the, the scene where I'm like, again, like, cause that, I think that's a, that was a movie where violence was done very well because yes. you have Willem Dafoe like Willem to fucking up Peter Parker and like just <laughs> smashing him through a like the multiple floors and just like having time and then you have Peter basically like enraged at the end like nearly yeah. about to kill him and like mm-hmm. having this moment of like clarity with the other Peters mm-hmm. and just like it, it was done very well and it was brutal like it was a hard scene to watch yeah, and, and I feel like he set up Bonnie as a character to be the mirror that like reflects like who Maya has become now back at her as to like wh- like who she was before she left, and then it just didn't happen. And yeah. uh, and I want that to happen. So like uh, you know if we get a season two, that's really what I'm hoping for is to really deep dive into these relationships and like let's let's let Maya actually really have some serious uh, moral dilemmas and conflict, inner conflict. Cause that's one thing I really was hoping to see from her. Um, I love that she's focused. I love that she is such a focused character. That's very cool to see. Um, but at the same time, I conflict is what you typically see in a protagonist for a reason, because like, that's what makes them like more uh, like relatable, you know, more human. Um, and like a singular focus is typically what you see inside characters and like the villain. Um, 
because you're not spending time with them. So you don't get the chance to see that. And it's up to a really good actor, you know, to like, uh, to hint in moments between that there is more going on, that there is this uh, doubt and conflict, but I just didn't see that for, for her um, written, you know, and uh, I think that, um, you know, I think she tried to portray that as often as she could, but the, she wasn't given the opportunity to really like, sit in those moments but they also chose weirdly to hold on moments that just like were so weird to hold on like um <laughs> like, like yeah like camera camera angles that just like were lasting so long in like the skating rink episodes like episode three I think like when um when she gets like captured uh those side characters like we just like hung out with these people for <laughs> so yeah yeah and they just really served like that that was a, one episode too where I'm like okay the action scenes were like quite fun and like they were cool and they were yeah. choreographed really awesome but like I i'm not i'm not here for the random ass people at the skate ring you know what i mean yeah. like so, yeah so i like the action uh in the way that like i know it was done by professionals but i really wanted to see her not fight like every other female mcu fighter um because like the way she moved was just so much like every other it's the same kind of choreography that you see and I really wanted to see Maya stand out as a combatant and do things a little bit differently um maybe even just being more observative and tactical uh given yeah. her disabilities you know and like and outsmarting her opponents more so than doing like a lot of acrobatics and I get that like you know um her it's part of her background to be a martial artist and everything but not every martial art uh like does like backflips and cartwheels <laughs> like, I think one of the good like I and I always talk about the series because I freaking love it I feel like one series that was really good at showing different styles of fighting was Avatar, especially when they had like oh, yes. <laughs> the way that Toph fought versus the other Earthbenders, oh. like things like that, where it's like you see the way that she sees the world. Mm -hmm. And like they had moments like that with Maya where they had moments of like the silence and they had moments of yeah. like reading the lips and mm -hmm. like things like that. But with a character like Maya, where she, like I really wish they would have push that and like put her put the audience in her shoes more because when they did yeah. I was like oh shit like I, I was like watching I was like in it and then they would her break it more uh more like exciting to watch yes too. it was just like two people fighting it was just didn't yeah, it was, a, it was a cool fight, but like I wanted to see like both of uh like the way that both of them has had to adapt to a world yes. fighting people um despite like you know a disability uh, like I, I wanted to see that more in the choreography rather than like you know just a cool fight scene um because like it was well done and I know that she did most of her stunts which is crazy impressive um because I'm not really sure what her stunt or like martial arts background is but stunt work is a lot of work because you know it's not just like you do it once and then it's done like you're doing that all day <laughs> so yeah. It, yeah full body workout I want to yeah. talk about that daredevil that daredevil fight um mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, um, Echo is a character from the Daredevil comics that went on to to be in different comics like the Avengers and whatnot. But like, and we are building towards, I guess, Daredevil Born Again. Um, was that fight between her and Daredevil too short and uh, underwhelming? Because that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> it was too short. And it was, and it was underwhelming. underwhelming? I thought that like her versus like maybe because it was too short, 
because he just disappears. She pulls out the shotgun at the end and he disappears. Yeah. And it's like he never shows up ever again. He was just there. It felt kind of random. Like, and here's Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching this <laughs> show. I don't know. I was so glad that I didn't get spoiled for this because I don't know if you guys like. I, I was like scrolling and like watching the fight scene. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Oh, this is pretty good. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh. And it kept going. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Oh, pretty good. Like, I I, I appreciated it. I, I'm a, I appreciate that it wasn't like the Daredevil show featuring Echo. It was a nice little cameo. I'm a little confused about the the canon nature of Daredevil now. When did this happen? Like, um, so so before officially, you know, supposedly officially, Daredevil was never snapped. (gasps) That's they've announced it officially that Daredevil's never snapped. Also, because of the years that they put in this show, the the snap is between 2018 and 2023. This show, the flashbacks take place in between those. So Fisk wasn't snapped. Maya wasn't snapped. So say that again. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. They were not snapped. Need to get Nobody, out the yard. Hold on. <laughs> was, Fisk was not snapped. Okay. No. This was, anyone you, you see you in that. You see it you know. in, so, um, in Hawkeye too. If you like, one thing that helps is like using Hawkeye as the baseline. Because the reason why Hawkeye became Ronan is because his family got snapped. And Hawkeye killed her dad. Like, and mm. she was around when her dad died. So, like, yeah. basically, when you use like that as like a connection, it's like you can tell who was around and who wasn't. Right. So are all the dared or all the Netflix shows like officially canon? Supposedly, according to how they're being represented on Disney Plus right now, they've been moved into the main Marvel timeline playlist. Okay, because now I have questions. Because <laughs> when when Kingpin has his little like come to Jesus moment with Echo and like she kind of like mind blasts him or whatever, he's holding a hammer what? and we see the iconic like wall. Yeah, remember when like Kingpin yeah. killed his dad, right? I went back and watched the episode on Daredevil. That is not the same hammer. One hundred. It's not the same hammer. Does the it have to Echo be the exact same hammer, a, like, or does it have to be indicative of the hammer? I don't know, but I was like, that's not the same hammer. Number two, <laughs> if no, I, no the other question is, oh my god, that remember, makes, that makes in, so remember much, at like, the end of wasn't oh, the same ahead. hammer, and he's like, this is the hammer. I go, sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> it's a random ass hammer. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's a random ass hammer. Number two, remember in season two of Luke Cage. I don't know if I, I was the only people that watched that show. I watch it. But remember, he becomes like a crime lord at the end of that show. Uh-huh. What happened to Luke Cage's criminal empire? Are they interacting with Kingpin? We don't Does know. Luke Cage even know about Kingpin. Was he snapped? What's going on? Like, we don't so know. Confused. It's all like, pre-snap. All pre-snap. All the so, Netflix shows are pre-snap. I, all right. Okay. Cool. Except maybe right. Punisher season two. I'm not sure Punisher season two because uh, it was released. I think Punisher season two was 2019. I couldn't even finish Punisher. I'm sorry. I like I like Punisher. Hmm. I'm watching it with. I'm rewatching it with my dad. Like a a movie to happen that is about like what happened during the snap to all the the Netflix people. It's just so, an anthology. It's so, like, 
That's we, where I would watch. We yeah, did a yeah. we oh, did okay. a what if season two. We did a what if season two episode of this podcast, right? Like last week. And in it, I was stating that I'm gonna tie this in with Kahori, actually. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start off with here. Okay. There, yes, I that so there's that episode with Kahori in What If Season Two that was amazing. She is also another character in which I have no idea what her powers are. Hmm. Both of them are mystical. I know the Tesseract is science, but it's not really. It's, you know what I mean? Like, nondescript parameters of what these powers are. Kahori can do anything, essentially, but I don't know. I, they have, like, there are some limits I, I don't know. So Kahori and Maya kind of follow that kind of thing. But my problem with What If Season 2 is that some of those stories could have just been main continuity stories. Like, mm -hmm. Kahori didn't have to exist in an alternate timeline. Because mm -hmm. she does. She does not exist in the MCU. She exists in the multiverse. There are, like, other stories that just could have happened as untold stories of the MCU. And, like, what if season two was kind of, like, playing around with that? And it's like, I don't know why they were doing that. But... See, I'm I'm okay with it for if for no other reason than like I feel like it, sometimes they they do these things where it's like they're testing the waters to see yeah. like what do people think about like this character concept and yeah. so yes she exists in the multiverse but that's not to say that she couldn't another version of her couldn't exist in the like the MCU um at some point like even reimagined maybe the powers are a little bit different um and I thought that episode was dope <laughs> like I just thought it was really cool yeah. And it was a, the language, uh, like was it was just like so cool, like for um, to like to get the indigenous languages like, in there because like stuff like that can be used as learning tools for um, like you know for those communities, which is just awesome. Um, but yeah, that episode was just it was fun and um and really cool, and I think one of the better animated um episodes of the season, in my opinion. Um, like I, I loved, uh, I love the moment when like they turn around and like, oh, there's all the eyes in the woods. <laughs> it's just, yeah, they did, uh, they did some really cool stuff visually in that episode that I, that I enjoyed quite a lot. Um, yeah. I, I'm just afraid that Marvel is saying two things, both mm -hmm. or saying one thing, both applying to both Kahori and Echo is that mm -hmm. they both don't technically matter. Fair. Yeah. They're Ooh. saying Echo is Marvel Spotlight and Kahori is an alternate universe. She she's an alternate timeline. She doesn't affect anything that's going on here. And Marvel Spotlight doesn't affect anything that's going on in the MCU. Mm -hmm. So they're relegating both of those characters to almost inconsequential. What does it matter? Because their impact is lost. I think that the impact is there for people like me, though, uh, like with uh, like the I think it's unfair to say that there's no impact because right. there is. An impact. I feel an impact um, right. like I feel moved to see, um, you know, two indigenous people being portrayed as competent and badass and brave um, and uh, like indigenous women at that. So there's certainly an impact to be had. But I get what you're saying in terms of like integrating it with meaning to the greater MCU, because that shows the willingness to take on um, financial risk, um, like, uh, like as a whole for like, it's not just like we're trying to, you know, like, say, uh, please people. Oh, I paused. Oh no, the the, the Mac did that. Hold on, I have to stop the video. I forgot to turn gestures. 
Mm, you can still hear me forever. I was like, <laughs> what <laughs> was that? I was like, okay. okay that was so pretty cool. Like, yeah. You and, you and Justin switched places. Ah. Oh, oh no, I'll turn mine off. A little <laughs> and turn it back on. Now, everybody's okay right now for me, but okay, cool. There we go. We're good. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess, yeah, I, I see your point though, in that like it's uh, like I do, I do wish that they, there would be a little bit more brave and like sticking by these characters yeah. um, and being like, no, they're here to stay. We don't care what you think. Um, like, these are part of it deal with it um you know like i'm the avatar you got to deal with it (laughs) (laughs) um and by the way i apologize i didn't mean that they don't have any impact as far as like the people you know yeah but you're right the greater mcu Mm -hmm. i should have worded it better that way Um, oh no that's okay Um, and whether marvel trusts in those characters whether they're willing to invest in these characters that's uh that's actually something i wanted to touch on because i felt as though like the five episode um like it getting cut down to that felt like a lack of trust um (laughs) that that was one comment that i had made to my wife was that like i it feels as though releasing it all at once and only five episodes like it felt like a like uh, we're not sure like uh, if we're ready to go all in on this and i just want to see that wholehearted commitment because that's when good writing is allowed to happen um like artists need to know that they can fail and explore and like um and get another go uh because like that's just there's so many shows out there like look at like Buffy the Vampire Slayer which like you know there are college courses taught on that show like we're but the first season is not great <laughs> like it's not what the rest of the series was yeah. but if you were like if, if that show was made now for the first time it probably would have been canceled oh and definitely yeah and uh, wouldn't that's have, the thing too where it's like i noticed i'm like pilots aren't allowed to be like pilots anymore either yeah i think there needs to be room for failure um and like there needs to be room for for like these people who are making this to feel as though they get the chance to explore and like and try things and take risks and do some things that are brave and might not work (laughs) to like find stuff where it's really good because like so many shows like really hit their stride in like season two or three like and I, right. I'm just, I'm worried that we're getting away from that. And it's, uh, there's such a, a need to like, get it right, right away. And, but that in just, my head, I'm like, let's guess what people are going to like. <laughs> what does unreleasable mean? Yeah. yeah. What, does it, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like by whose standard? Yes. That's the thing where I'm like, okay, you said it was unreleasable by whose standard? Did you mm-hmm. test screen it? Did you show it to test audiences? Did you like see people's opinions on it? Did you have people consult on it? Or did you just show it to one or two guys Everybody. and go no <laughs> oh, like- yeah also the, the idea that the flash was was releasable the flash didn't even wasn't even fully done when it was released like yeah. it was you know what i mean like it wasn't I still even haven't seen it. <laughs> it wasn't even finished yeah, and so I have- one <laughs> how is that how is that a thing batgirl isn't releasable are they using the same metrics i know that's over in in wb and hbo whatever um but are they doing that same thing with the echo eight episodes sort of situation also keep in mind um daredevil born again was written and they went back to the drawing board mm-hmm. so the next daredevil show they scrapped whatever they had written and or storyboarded or whatever i don't think they filmed anything but they had played they out the season. stuff did they film as far as i'm aware they filmed stuff they were 
from what I hear, don't Didn't take Charlie this Cox with a grown salt. Suit you know? up? Say it again. Didn't Charlie Cox suit up? Like I could have swore I saw pictures of him suited up. It, from what I hear, there he didn't wear the suit until like much later in the series. Um, okay. And there was a whole plot line about uh, police officers using Punisher logos that apparently hit a little too close to home, I guess. Oh. For some oh. people. I uh, I would have liked that. But... <laughs> or imitating life. And so they oh. all got scrapped. So, um, Do so I, trust? I don't like I don't that either because it's like okay a lot of like what happens in real life imitates art and like it, it art imitates life and vice versa so like i don't know man even if it's something that's controversial like why don't you just do it man it'd be fun i'd love to see it but <laughs> like, <laughs> like i think it's a pretty good idea in my opinion but i don't think disney is not risky I think know? Disney and Marvel tend to do the why can't we all just get along sort of <laughs> thing. We, if we all welcome. tolerate each other, we're fine. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody's entitled to their different opinions. Uh, and that's an ongoing you know, thing. Um, so interesting because they're adapting comic books and comic books are like against the grain and they've always been. Yeah, historically political, which is just, yeah, that's yeah kind of interesting when you think the, about the it. family friendlyfication like that's another thing too where it's like I kind of another issue I have um I think just with like the recent stuff as well it's like, again like this t- show was tvma right and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that I was expecting like swearing and like sex and like all this I wasn't I wasn't expecting that I was expecting I guess like more mature like adult feeling characters you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a more mature story, a more like complex thing that like, okay, maybe your 14 year old doesn't need to watch this. You know what I mean? Like, right. like that kind of thing. And I was telling my husband today, I was like, I feel like this wasn't MA at all. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like this was, this didn't lean into like the rate. I'm like, you have a whole new rating. You have a whole new avenue of opportunities in order to like explore this world and explore this character in a way that hasn't really been done in the mcu before and it still feels like a tv 14 show yeah Yeah, so i i was uh, i was talking to my wife about this (laughs) let's i'll just talk about our spouses and what they (laughs) (laughs) um uh i so kind of going back to what i was saying earlier where there's like we're in this like kind of like I don't know like wild west with the streaming age like and so it's like really who is dictating these ratings anymore like Mm. like is it is it because to me I because I was really thinking about it when you think about the majority of the content that exists on Disney plus I guess you could could consider it mature for Disney plus like it warrants that rating in like with them um uh not including the Hulu content (laughs) what what kind of content are you are you uh referencing and so like disney as a as a company has just has always marketed itself as like the family company cartoons like that's what people really think of when you think of disney and so like i probably echo to them feels like it warrants the ma rating but also that that rating could have come from stuff that was cut too but um But I, I, it makes me just wonder, like, what, like, who really is like um, deciding now anymore, like, yeah. like, it, like, what the rating is, like, per show, because there are some shows that are, it feels like there's like a certain cap of like rating levels where, like, 
there's some some shit that you'll see on the boys where it's like uh, like it's like so far left and it's the same rating as stuff that is like much more tame right. <laughs> and exactly have- and it's like yeah. what's the baseline like because yeah. at the same time like, when i think tvma i'm like oh shit like you're, you're gonna go there yeah and then it- i watched it and i'm like okay slay give us nothing like yeah like, you know what i mean like there's nothing mature here i feel I like feel i feel like could... we kind of need to redefine what these rating systems are i think it's time to take another look at them and like uh and rework it because like uh, if we don't rework things and change with the times like it, people can't make informed choices um yeah, yeah. And, and that's like... the whole point of rating something is to give <sighs> informed choice of what and to expect <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong page two which like another thing that like I was thinking about, especially after watching it and watching like the first episode back to back and then watching the last two yesterday, where I was like, it felt odd that this was the project they assigned TVMA to. There's a, yeah. yeah. Because here's the thing, TVMA, okay, it's going to deter people with like, say, younger people, like younger family members, kids, mm-hmm. young teens from watching it. It's really funky that it was this project. Yeah, I agree. I agree because um it like technically you could be limiting representation for uh for groups. Yes. Um yeah. Uh, so I yeah, I I agree. I think it's kind of it's kind of weird, but I feel like I don't feel like that was like a plan like we're getting one over on you sort of thing. I, yeah, you know. No, I don't think it was like malicious. I don't think it was intentional, but I think like again, too, when something is so ingrained it kind of like, that it that that's the way it played out um yeah like, yeah I, I yeah sometimes I think things like are it, it's like it, is it really coincidental at a certain point that it keeps happening to the same kinds of people <laughs> yeah and and like I, again I don't think it was again like uh-huh. I don't, <laughs> like like a, a yeah. evil person in a <laughs> on a throne being like haha I've got I, you now like I think we can all acknowledge that there are just certain groups of people that certain things are more statistically likely to like happen to when it comes to like you know yeah. with stuff just not getting served as as well as it could for various reasons it's just like you're not the priority um yeah right and yeah. also what like what movies used to be like what when they used to be graded by what was then called the MPAA mm-hmm. they would fight is it for different mo- now it's MPA and I don't know exactly what has changed but it's M- it's MPA now it's not MPA not um, but the MPAA was notoriously <laughs> like nobody knew what they were doing and who yeah. was on it and why there was a documentary called this film is not yet rated that goes mm. into like the cloak and dagger weird mystique of the MPAA. But the point being is that when a big budget movie from a big studio, mm. they tend to get rated lower than what they should be. Or an equivalent movie would be from an independent studio would be rated higher an mm-hmm. R rating versus a PG-13 rating. Or an NC-17 rating for certain subject matters that shouldn't mm-hmm. be. Um yeah. When it comes to, I, I think when it comes to like the the stories that are being told of marginalized communities, whether they should be getting an R rating or a PG-13 rating, it's more like once they get an R rating, nobody's campaigning to make it PG-13. They're just mm-hmm. like, eh, it is what it is. Let's release it. And that's what it is, you know? Yeah. Because um, like, I feel like Echo did... falls with that. It felt PG-13. Like, you know what I mean? It felt like TV-14. Like, it, it felt like... 
it felt like you wouldn't get in trouble for watching it at 13 years old you know what i mean like yeah and on the other side of it i almost wonder if like the choice to make it um rated ma was because of like the roots of where it was coming from um Mm -hmm. given that it's like related to the netflix stuff and the netflix stuff was much more gritty and much more uh like it might have been like an odd attempt to try and like really pull in that audience um, that I capitalize know, off of it in a weird way yeah uh like to kind of like as like a pre-reassurance of like look we're bringing back this stuff that you used to like um and it, it might have been just like an odd attempt to to do that to reassure like certain audience members that like they're trying to honor this stuff that's like they're integrating in now um but it, it, they just haven't really done anything like that really is like tvma like from uh like the disney marvel shows yet and yeah. so it just felt no different than hawkeye really to me um and in its like maturity level so that could have been a factor but yeah i just don't know and also like when with the nature of the character too with maya like you know she uh she is violent like she is not hanging out with good people and so they they might have felt as though like they kind of had to write within that box because like that's where she's starting but at the same time um that goes back to my earlier statements of like let's explore that um let's explore where where she's starting emotionally and the fact that she is you know uh like surrounded by people who are not morally (laughs) great and like how does that affect her as uh like as a person and explore that within an ma rating like let's take a real look at this violence and um and let her feel things about it and then change because of it um like that would have been pretty powerful um and it's just and again that these are all things that could still happen though um if, if we get more like i think that um i think that i would like to see more because i did get emotionally invested in these characters and these people um mm-hmm. And and also, I just am really sick of the like, oh, well, it wasn't like perfectly received. So like, let's just throw it in the trash and move on. Um, yeah. Like, let's give let's give them a, like more chances to like do more and go deeper. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, w- I mean, I would love for it to continue. I just think that Marvel is showing that they lack faith. And mm-hmm. also with the whole binge idea, releasing all five episodes, like that's mm-hmm. what I remember when when. Orange is the New Black came out and people were writing articles stating that like you have to binge Orange is the New Black otherwise you're going to just stop watching the whole series after like an episode like you're going to watch an episode and you're not going to be compelled to watch another episode but the binge model compels you like you're not going to wait a week you're going to forget about Orange is the New Black that's mm-hmm. what I read I'm just saying but there are certain episodes like certain series that are like slow burns versus like fast burns and whatnot mm-hmm. so different models but i think that like the ma rating is a push on marvel for branding purposes Mm -hmm. but i also don't think that they had faith in this show they 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 redid it they made it five episodes they made it they threw it all like all five episodes at once with a tv ma rating and like i i I don't know yeah bad yeah, no, I mean, my big thing is that, like, I think that the cast uh, deserves a second season. Um, mm-hmm. They Agreed. all worked, like, their butts off. And, like, I, you could see it. You could feel the the connections. You could feel the work. I mean, like, uh, they, the ASL that was learned, um, like, there's just so much, like, really beautiful work done by these cast members. And I want to see them go further with these characters. Because, again, like, why I watch a series is to spend time with these people 
And that's why I don't really like this thing that we're doing where it's like, you don't know how long an episode is going to be. One episode is going to be 32 minutes and another is going to be like an hour. Like, I don't know, who knows? It's just like, you you don't really know like what you're sitting down for. Um, and, yeah. uh, and that's another thing too, where it's like, it kind of sucks also. Cause one, one thing I've noticed recently as well, it's like, I'm one of two things is happening. I'm either like, oh, it ended? Mm -hmm. Like, I either have that moment or I'm like, when is it going to end? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's not really a, there's no, like, it's kind of like, uh, or it's like, uh, yeah. (laughs) And then it just kind of like awkwardly just teeters. And I'm like, I don't know what to expect. And I'm, and then I'm off put, like I'm put off because I'm just like, what? Little wait. baby complaint i really need them to start lighting night scenes better <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah it, there's just there's certain standards of lighting that we could be doing um rather than like single source lighting for like every single night scene with like the minimalist like most minimal highlights and it's it, it gets a little bit hard i think to like discern the action and it's just like it i don't know it doesn't serve the scene very well if i can if i'm like getting like flashes of like what's happening every two seconds uh and i felt like we spent so long too in these like really dark scenes where i'm like trying to figure out what's happening <laughs> and then like we're rushing through these moments that i want to sit with and yeah. yeah it felt like they wanted to get the most out of the really expensive scenes um like an action is expensive and so we were going to sit with those moments a long time but like really like i if i just want to watch action like i'm gonna throw on i don't know like born or <laughs> something yeah. john wick yeah exactly. uh, yeah i like think too it's like those character moments and like the, the times where like the actors were able to like interact with each other and yeah. like just speak like i really liked those moments i liked when they were able to like communicate and just like show their personalities and move the story <laughs> along that way and yeah. then again like a random ass weird flashback would happen i'd be like bro hello like can we please like stay here it was going good another compliment though i could give like as an indigenous person like uh and this is just i hope this is a continuing trend that i see uh like continue um like that um we're seeing the acknowledgement of very specific tribes Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like what it was back in back in the day where it's just like this is a native person like just throw them on screen princess tiger lily like it's just i'm i'm really happy to see like really really hyper specific um like tribal representation and because if it does it reminds people that there are other tribes in cherokee out there you know (laughs) it's all like a monolith yeah exactly which i think is is great and so i hope that we see more of that more like specifically calling out like you know, this is Mohawk, this is Choctaw, this is Lakota, like this is um, like, I, cause there's like over 500 tribes uh, in the US and it just, I want to see more of that, like more, more of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I just realized the, the side plot of biscuits trying to get a new windshield didn't matter at all. What was yeah. that? <laughs> I don't even know that was like again that was like the thing that I kept feeling is that there's just so many things that they were spending time on that they just like randomly chose not to resolve um and then like he had uh like even like that Marvel thing of needing to do a joke in the middle of the dramatic action that moment with like the monster truck yeah 
it just felt so like out of pocket to me like <laughs> it was like why did that even happen and also like why right now like you you could have done it before the dramatic scene like where she's calling on her ancestors not like what? let's clap or let, let's just like like flash to like an epileptic like like hallucination hallucination of a, a monster Ma- crime going on Ma- one one part that made me <laughs> chuckle was i think what's what's her uncle's name henry yeah um when he's like about to like shoot the guy and he goes wait what I I okay I'm very confused and I'm gonna I'm gonna Henry was my favorite (laughs) I'm gonna ask Justin Justin what was Kingpin's plan in that final scene uh his plan (laughs) what is his Uh, plan just to blow up a like what let's like launch an RPG at well I to was commit a hate crime from not that far away. <laughs> yeah, that it. Oof. Like what? In, what do you mean? <laughs> good question. I mean, I was under the impression that. What do you mean? <laughs> wanted Echo to work for him. Yeah. Knew that the only thing Echo was was connecting to was her family, who knew ASL. So let's just get rid of the family and up, oh, up. Oh, you gotta work for me. You have no choice, and I'll always keep Bonnie in my back pocket. Because if you fuck up, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like I thought that was the plan the whole time. I guess it didn't work out. I and guess. then also fire the R- like the RPG into the crowd of people, <laughs> or maybe like a don't make me do this kind of scenario. But he- but here's the thing: there was a whole separate guy because they were like what in the barn. Like Kingpin and like his goons and like Maya and her family were all in the same area. And then this random ass guy that looks like straight out of Breaking Bad, like <laughs> yeah. had the rocket launcher. And then Henry was like, hold on. Like, I was like, wait, 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 wait. And then the guy being like, oh, there's a fireworks show. I'm like, those does not look like fireworks. Um, but it was just a, a lot happened. That's a what I'm like. A, I feel like, again, too, like it's one of those things where it's just like, again, multiple scenes happening in succession and then it ends it sounds like you guys didn't like echo Hmm. i i i mean i liked uh like i i stand by what i said we're we're like for like for me it's like the the i i love uncle henry i love bonnie i love the grandma i love uh maya like i love and the grandpa the grandpa was great the guy he was so funny with the grandma it was great i love i love her family and so like i like I really genuinely enjoyed like all of those moments, but like the uh, the comic book show of it all is what I didn't like, and that mm. was that was the missing the missing like twenty percent of this for me. Um, but because I'm not coming into it like oh I I came into it wanting like nice uh like nice family dynamics and like uh, and like uh, seeing modern indigenous people like that's that's what i came into it for and it delivered in that way for me um and so that's why i was favorable towards it and i would revisit it um for like for getting those things um but i could see how, how if you weren't coming into it for those things and you're coming into it for a comic book show like it left a lot to be desired definitely um but the but the relationships were there for me and that that i guess just as an actor that's always what it's going to come back to for me if the relationships are there and I'm eating up those scenes and they make me feel something, um, then I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. There were, I think, I mean, we started this episode off literally talking about how it was like scrapped and re-edited and everything. And it just puts everything into context for me in my head. Like, why were these things there? Why did it get dropped? 
the mom has healing powers that she only just uses on the woodpecker. I thought, I thought the mom was, it was going to be revealed that the mom would have lived the car crash, but she used her healing power and kind of allowed Maya to live. Yeah. That would have been very impactful. I thought that same thing was going to happen. They could still do it. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, now it's just like, no, just used it on a on the woodpecker. And that's good. Okay. Because that was also sad, too. I was like, you just, you just like wrecked a woodpecker. Yeah. That's not nice. And, like, and that's the thing, too, where it's like, again, we have like those, again, if you're going to do flashbacks, and I'm really sad that those flashbacks, like of those moments, like with, with her and the woodpecker, with her and her mother, were saved for like the last like two episodes because I feel like they should have been sprinkled in throughout. Where it's just like, oh, Maya's always had like these kind of violent tendencies, or she's always had these mm-hmm. kind of like things that just were like not quite conducive to like a child, you know? Yeah. And so, like, I feel like if that had been kind of explored more. And kind of gave more context to why she was like, it grew into the way that she did. I it'd be like, oh, like okay, but instead it's like you just dropped on us that like she her mom had healing powers like the last episode, and also the fact that like she hurt small animals. Like what? Huh? My thing you know, the, the entirety of the shows. I think that if you really took a hard look at every single episode, um, and then like going back to like again like the five act structure of of the episodic from network TV days, you could have taken like the big what of every single one of the five episodes and made that be condensed down into a really really strong pilot, um, and like it, and it would have felt fast paced, but it would have been like exciting though too, um. Because uh, I, I brought up um, Battlestar Galactica before we came on, but like Battlestar Galactica is like uh, like the remake, of, not the old show, but um, yeah. like their opening episode was basically a movie. Um, and so like, let's uh, like, I would just, I think like to see that happen maybe in the future for o- other Disney projects that are maybe struggling in the same way with like kind of figuring out what's this whole first season going to be. We'll just make a mini series like movie, uh, like a made for TV movie um, that is, a little bit unusually structured and like goes back more to the sense of the episodic where like it's not quite the um pacing of a feature-length film that's meant to be able to be viewed just in isolation you are meant to continue on to watch the rest of the series with mm. this and um, like one i think you said it too where it's just like a lot of the time with older series before like the age of streaming the first episode would be a little bit longer than the rest of the episodes yeah. like it would not it, like it kind of like you said like a made for tv movie but not quite and yeah, like it yeah. would start off with like a 45 minute hour long episode and the rest of them would be 22 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Or even like, uh, cause uh, typically like in like network TV episodes are around like 40 to 45 minutes is like the max with commercial breaks. Um, uh, like it's sometimes a little bit shorter, but, um, but typically around that range. And it, I just think it would uh, like, it, it's well served for a reason. It was a good, it was a, a format that gave us great TV and great content for a reason. Um, it, like, and again, it's just like, like make a solid choice. Like, reminds me of like that uh, uh, moment in La La Land when Ryan Gosling is like, um, like complaining about the Samba Tapas place. Like, pick one, do it right. Like, choose whether it's going to be a movie or a series and commit. <laughs> like, and, yeah. 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 Um, I want, I, I didn't want to end this episode until I, I wanted to touch on this one small thing. Uh, that people are already talking about. And that's the fact that like Kingpin never learned ASL. 
Oh yeah. yeah. What an asshole. Um, like if you're gonna say that like because he was with her for like what yeah. he was around her for like 20 years like learn bro that's your niece yeah, like, I doubted yes when she called him out for that though when, like I, I was just I was happy that she at least <laughs> called him out for it it's like you got I think some... that's the point though you know like I think Contacts. him learning not learning ASL is just continuing proof that he doesn't want to love i mean he thinks he loves maya he wants to control maya it's kind of the way that like um thanos loved quote-unquote gamora yeah <laughs> that you know that really bugged me because in the movie universe in the laws of the universe the action fucking worked so the universe agreed that thanos loved gamora which is pretty fucked up to say yeah uh, unless you take it from the 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 angle of if it he's not capable comes. of actual love, the love that we feel, what is the closest way he would feel love? For or someone? maybe like, if it was like in the point of view of the person doing it, like he, if he believed that he loved Gamora. Right. Even then, like, I don't know if the soul stone works on a technicality. Yeah. <laughs> he technically loved Gamora. I like mean, he, I guess he believed enough that he, like if. Yeah. Yeah, like if His he, he, he version of what? That there was yeah. like a weird cosmic jury that was that sits behind there and is like arguing like us, you know, like yeah, <laughs> or it's just like, do you actually, or is this he bad? Like, decide yeah. whether or not he loves her. Um, that makes it, it, it fucked up in Marvel. <laughs> I in the comics, I think there is some, like a cosmic jury of sorts. A cosmic jury, you know, there are there's you know, uh, like order and chaos and whatnot. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um. Kingpin not learning ASL because, you know, it, it, it makes a point, right? Like, literally everybody in her family knows ASL. Yeah. Because of the love they have for each other. Mm-hmm. But Kingpin's view on what love is, is really just means to an end. It's very much like if you wanted to, you would. And like, he doesn't want to. Right. Like, but he then, wanted to use her as a weapon, not like he didn't actually view her as like a surrogate daughter. Yeah, exactly. I made a whole TikTok about I, it. I think he also kind of thought of her as like uh, an owned and controlled legacy in a way. Like, um, because I think that like any capacity he had to like really love, uh, like was it was buried with his family. And so this like, oh, like horrible mutation of what he thinks love is now, he's like trying to find some someone to continue his legacy with. And Maya is almost more ideal for who he's become because he is so controlling. And so because that like, like that blood love, you know, like that, like biological love that he had for his daughter isn't a factor with Maya, he, uh, he doesn't even see that, like, he doesn't truly love her and that it's not just about like, securing his dynasty, like beyond him, like, yeah, he's, it, the technology was really cool, though, I just want to say that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that was cool. It was, (laughs) it it is creepy, though. It's cre- It's super creepy. But it, uh, as a tech geek, I was like, oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what the like, gl- like the glowing, uh, floating hands reminded me of? Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it on TikTok, but that one filter that just like they use it on the birds. Oh yes. Right. <laughs> yeah that's really funny um one moment that like i really like wanted to because he turns away from maya and faces away from her so like that means he had like backwards blue hands 
like coming back because he, he was talking like when he was thinking we were and I was really disappointed that they didn't show that because I, <laughs> I actually thought it would have been really fucked up in a good way that he's like facing away from her and it's supposed to be this thing that's like you know approximating him signing but like he's it'd be like these backwards arms <laughs> uncanny valley yeah, uh, so. it sucks that he killed the, the interpreter yeah also was- after how long because the the idea that like she she'll go off and tell somebody i'm assuming i feel like she would have told someone if she was gonna you know in the meantime like she was in the limo right that was the same interpreter and then she was at dinner and then i don't know it just didn't seem smart to me even though he's a bad guy it just didn't seem like it's like throwing away a resource why would you do i mean like this could have been solved if like I don't know. The interpreter was walking home late at night, and then I don't know. Do you guys remember the reporter in Daredevil that we can't use anymore because he's dead? Oh, Phil Urich. Yeah, which is another reason. If the Netflix shows are canon, we don't get Phil Urich anymore. Which or, really B- sucks. Ben Urich. Ben Urich. Ben Urich. I, I think Phil it's, is I, his uh, nephew. I think. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, like he could be like reporting for the Daily Bugle. Can you talk about working with Kingpin? And even if she said no. One of Kingpin's goons could be like, uh, she talked. <laughs> and that right. like takes two seconds, you know? But yeah. hey, what are you going to do? It just seemed... I, I, I was really... I remember I was really confused during that scene because, like, I... Because they showed you, like, the... um, Like the kill zone like almost if I remembering correctly like before she walks out there like as an audience member it almost like with the way she was walking because she seemed kind of grim like and serious which I guess you would be around Kingpin because he's Kingpin but um it, it felt almost like she knew she was walking to go be executed and then like you hear that she's surprised like I I actually wish that they had done done like a winner like where you're following her and then seeing her reaction and she just gets and then there's the the thing like i just think that they could have filmed that in a way that was more shocking um because again like (laughs) i mean the red flag to her should have been there's plastic yeah (laughs) come on like i just felt like they um it was a little bit odd that she's just like oh that's (laughs) just repainting today (laughs) (laughs) it's remodeling guys we're fine yeah I don't know. That was like a Joker move. Yeah. It you don't think it's smart for Kingpin to do it? No. I mean, does he kill his henchmen too? Like those bodyguards that are always there? I understand why he killed her. Um, but yeah, I just like I wish it the moment had played out a little differently. I um yeah. Yeah. It did feel almost like jokery. <laughs> that's kinda that's kinda valid. Like I, I killing also, valuable I, resources seems counterproductive. And though just like as a comic book fan just because like i wish his power like his strength had like a better explanation than he's strong <laughs> like, oh fisk yeah like it just because it just seems like they sort of like um modulate him as needed which like i don't know like i i just i'm not like that into kingpin i i like him i like him more when he's written like as like a like a mobster Lex Luthor rather than like he's gonna go share blows with Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and like in the comics, they're just like, yeah, he trained uh with sumo wrestlers and other martial artists. Like, all right. Yeah. But he can like yeet Spider-Man with a punch. <laughs> like, yeah. just, like, 
I mean, yeah. do you think that this kingpin could take on Spider Man? That's what I'm. What I'm no. kind of curious about, right. like, because like I. Eh, I don't know like what because like I've just seen Kingpin like like I think every time I think they're not gonna do that with Kingpin as a character they do but like like no offense to the Hawkeyes you know they're not like super strong you know (laughs) and the thing that gets him is like a handful of explosive arrows that would get me too if I'm being honest yeah like I think it's it still fits in the realm of possibility the thing that doesn't fit in the realm of possibility is when he rips the car door off yeah. I was like, all right, come on. Come yeah, on, dude. <laughs> Just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there's a very real place in comic books for the like the villain that is just like human and is so evil, but like the hero can't kill them because they're the hero and like, yeah. to take them down right. Like it's I think it's a trope that works, but yeah. um, and just like randomly has like unnatural strength for no in a, in a world where he could have a viable explanation for it but he just doesn't like not even like some kind of like in, in a world with like superheroes like super soldier serum and like yeah. you know mutations and stuff falling out of the sky bro like yeah he, yeah sometimes he just decides to be the hulk like like, <laughs> like okay like like a human being busting through a brick wall yeah how i don't know like even if you're like a big guy like i feel like you're so squishy, you know? Like, you can't, right. like, you can't just do that, Fisk. Like, yeah. Like, a really big guy can take, like, six bullets, and the only explanation is because they're big. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's not how that works, you know? Yeah. Like, you're still a human flesh. Like, yeah. you're not bulletproof. Yeah, like, you, like those, those are still in there. <laughs> yeah, you still got organs, bro. Like, you got blood. You, get, you can lose it. It's not good. Yeah. As we as we close with this episode, one final thing I want to ask everybody is where do we where do we hope to see Echo next? Where do we think we're going to see Echo next? Which are My technically big, different, two different I questions. I want a better explanation on the powers. I want to know what they are, what they do, um, the all the all the what's about them, and then I want to see the relationships explored with more time. Do you think that? Where do you think we're going to see Echo, though? In a season two and somebody else's show? I, I hope that we see her in a season two. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Who knows with the MCU and, like, what, what they're doing. Like, it's just, uh, I, I hope for a season two because I think there's something to be said about, like, um, putting a there's a reason why there's standalone comics you know what i mean like uh like and there's crossover comics like i there's a reason why you focus on certain people at certain points because you want to know more about them and so i where i would like to see more of her is in her show um yeah, yeah. okay um amanda uh, like again like wishful thinking i would hope for a season two i would hope for like again like this whole trend of like it didn't work the first time so tank it like i hope that like stops and we get to like actually see things progress and actually see things connect um i know thunderbolts is coming out i don't know if there's a possibility of seeing her in that i don't know like if there's a possibility of seeing her in daredevil born again we we don't know i would like to i would like it to not just be a quick like here ah, and then like that's it um i'd like her to stick around and i would hope that there's like a place for her you know yeah um justin i mean most likely we're gonna see her in daredevil born again most likely 
uh, what I think she should be in. I mean, like I said before, the Marvel Universe is in desperate need of a backbone. Or not a backbone, but an overarching story. or a th- Also a backbone, line. sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> a through line, you yeah. know? I mean, she's near New York. Is I she? Mean, I mean... I, yeah, she's well. She lived in New York. She went back yeah. to uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I, mean, I don't know. If she's going back to New York. She could go back to New York, interact with the rest of the Netflix Daredevil characters. You know, also Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Maybe throw in Spider Man for all I care. You know, mm-hmm. like I mean, if please just if you're gonna if you're gonna call it Marvel Spotlight, I get it. I get it, but. Get throw her a bone. Come on, <laughs> give people like a reason to like invest in this character, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my thing. I uh I don't think we're gonna get a season two. I'd like to think we would get a season two. I don't I think that Marvel again hasn't shown faith in the show even from the get-go. Um, more like they were obligated to release five episodes of something that they filmed. Um, me personally, I would I would like to see her return, but I don't like. I think there needs to be a clear cut distinction because Thunderbolts is doing this thing where like most of the people in the Thunderbolts are like lower powered people, but yeah. like Thunderbolts isn't like a evil Avengers in a way. Like they're not that. They're just a lot of them are just super soldiers and spies which is kind of weird, but what I'm trying to say is that there needs to be a clear distinction between, like, Avengers team against Avengers-level threats and mm-hmm. perhaps a new Defenders team. Just just do a new Defenders team. Call it something if you want, but, like, have Maya on that team. Let's have some street-level problems, not some weird Sigourney Weaver. I don't even remember <laughs> what she was in that miniseries. Like, what was the point of bringing them all together I think it was like releasing a dragon. Was it releasing yeah. a dragon? Blade? I think she was gonna release a dragon to gain Wait, immortality. Oh. Wait, what? Underneath New I'm York or something, sure. right? I'm that might be wrong. But Wait, yeah. did I miss something? Wait. The Defenders miniseries. That's what her goal was, right? That there oh. was a dragon underneath New York or something? Yeah. And there was dragon bones and the final happen fight happened underground in the dragon bones with and then the whole thing collapsed on like Electra and Daredevil, and everyone thought Daredevil was dead. And yeah. then there was this weird shot of Iron Fist, like, I will protect this city. And then we never saw from him again. It was like a whole thing. What? <laughs> um, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. So they need to, they can, they can do a Defenders. I think that's the, the big thing with Marvel right now to me is that like there shouldn't be one through line. Like there should be for the Avengers, and we need more like Avengers related stuff that can tie us together. But, like, what about street-level stuff? What about space-level stuff? What about magic and gods? So like, on that, I uh, I said this, like, a few times to, um, like, because I, I love Miles Morales. Um, and, like, I think that it would be really cool to see a, like, well done, obviously, um, uh, like, series with him, um, like, because he could be more of the neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, than like uh, than Spider-Man is now because Spider-Man's now dealing with Avengers level Avengers level threats. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so so Miles could be 
really like one of the first truly like neighborhood Spider-Man that we could see on screen, like uh, outside of the video games, of course. Um, And like, but like, you know, in, uh, and also I think it's kind of time for Spider-Man to get another chance at, at TV at episodics. Cause like there, there is obviously like the old, old Spider-Man like stuff and if they're doing it back then. Let's do it now. <laughs> like, I thought that would be fun too. Like a kind of, I feel like a, a fun one would be like, um, as cheesy as it is, like a like a bad guy of the week. Yeah, exactly. It'd be so fun. It'd be so fun. Uh, Miles, like that. That's just like that's a that's a little secret hope for me too. So like, I want to see that neighborhood level stuff. And yeah. um, and to that regard, like I just I don't know how much I like the spotlight thing for that reason because I think part of the fun is like the possibility of seeing these characters that you love hang out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Miles ever comes around, he needs to hang out with Kamala. Facts. Yes, absolutely. You know, like yeah. let, let's the do neighbors. That. Yeah, Miss Marvel was my favorite, like uh, Disney Plus thing to come out in like uh, like a long time. Yeah. It's just like, so she's so cute. She gives me mad yeah. cute impression. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's she's so like I she's love so lovable. Also, like, she's very endearing. When like the kids are just like kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I want to crush them with like hugs and <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. I am your auntie now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to thank all of you so much for coming on the show, talking about Echo. Uh, 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 you know, we were breaking it down um, and, you know, giving our ideas. Thank you guys so much for, for coming on here. Um, thank you to people out there for watching and or listening. Uh, shout out to Mr. Plow. Shout out to uh, C1. Shout out to Aries13. Um, they were really chatting it up in the... Uh, in the chat uh with things that we not we didn't even get to all of their chats and, and and everything um but thank you guys so much for being supportive out there before we get going though um Paige uh where can we find you what do you got coming up anything you want to plug um yeah uh so you can find me at Paige Black Cloud pretty much everywhere um I don't really like do Twitter uh, I've tried to do threads but it's I don't know confuses me I I don't like just thinking things and writing them, I guess. <laughs> Much more of a video format kind of person. Um, but yeah, so Instagram and TikTok is where I'm at. Um, and only thing I'd really like to plug is that if you are an aspiring actor or voice actor, you should check out Skills Hub. It's a site ran by uh, Jennifer Hale, hmm. um, uh, who is a prolific voice actor. And it's probably the only place I would point new actors who want to get started to go because you get a supportive community and like the biggest thing that they have to offer is that you can search through their coaching database and get coached by casting directors and organically develop relationships with people who actually can get you where you want to go in the community and I want to see more faces new new faces fresh faces out there so uh I want to plug the hell out of that skills hub it's um at uh, acting.skillshub.life and yeah it's it's incredible um i love it i'm probably going to do um some sort of like a gift card like thing at some point in the future to sponsor somebody to join um so yeah just follow me on socials and keep an eye out for that but yeah very nice very nice uh <laughs> i put the i put the url in the chat for anyone who is interested um amanda where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to do? Awesome. Uh, so yeah, I'm on TikTok, uh, Instagram, the app formerly known as Twitter, Threads, and YouTube. So I'm Amanda just vibing on everywhere except for YouTube. On that, I am Amanda Castrello. And yeah, uh, pretty cool events, pretty cool opportunities. 
and just general vibing. General general vibing. Yep. Um, <laughs> thanks, Amanda. No Justin, <laughs> same questions, different answers. Yeah, uh, you can find me wherever to- wherever toys are sold at Freddy's Roommate <laughs> on Twitter, TikTok, and on Instagram. Uh, right now, I'm doing a whole series where I play Baldur's Gate for the first time. And hey! Enjoying it. Yeah. I need to DM you about that because, like, I hated that game. I rage quit. And I really I, you rage quit? What? I, I got so mad. No, it's so good. You have and to. And which act? It. Why did you rage quit? Like in the beginning. <laughs> it's hard. Listen, it's hard in the beginning, but when you get the hang of it, it's really, like, really I'm fun. I'm a hardcore, like, RPer. And, like, like I do play, like, like RPGs and stuff, like, and, like, tabletop RPGs. And, um, and I got, I got, I, it's a video game and you touch things and I I didn't know that you shouldn't touch something that's red and I got arrested. I did the same thing. And and, oh. I, just, and I, <laughs> I was just sitting there waiting for the chance to talk to somebody about legally getting out of jail. Legally. <laughs> and then I only to find out that you just have to break out. And so I'm like, canonically, I'm just a, a, a ruffian now. <laughs> I, I outside the law. I can't do this. Like, it's real. It's no, real. it's it's great. Like, listen, I walked into a fire literally within my first five minutes. I, I didn't know. For fun? No. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know you weren't supposed to walk into. I thought, because you know, like, how some things in video games are just environmental for decoration. Yeah. I thought it would block me off. No. Um, my character did in fact catch on fire and <laughs> no, they lost some HP points. Um, and I yeah, I died in really stupid ways the first couple of times I played, but now I'm on my third playthrough and um, I'm having a great time. So okay. please give it another chance, Mage. <laughs> <laughs> I I asked you to give it another chance. Was there was there more to Baldur's Gate, Justin, that you wanted to mention or? <laughs> uh, I don't <laughs> um about Baldur's Gate. I mean, I'm doing a whole series where I'm playing it for the first time. Don't go to the comments and say I'm spoiled. I mean, it's it's the whole series. I don't know what to tell you, but uh yeah. yeah. Paige, yeah. let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no. And if y'all are fans of Baldur's Gate, I have a, a lot of Baldur's Gate content as well as an interview with Neil Newbett on my page. So Ooh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um uh, once again, thank you to everybody out there for watching. If you're watching us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash show or youtube.com slash show, or you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Um, if you are on uh, social media, at The Keeg Show on TikTok and Instagram, we're also on threads and Twitter and Facebook and stuff, at The Keeg Show slash The Keeg Show. TikTok and Instagram are our two biggest ones, as well as the new... Um, um, uh, under construction site uh, thekeegshow.com where we post articles and hey. stuff um, if anyone's interested in reading geek related articles uh, we're picking up pace on that one um, definitely more articles to come uh, other than that that's pretty much it this is the Keeg Talks um, we talk about a different topic every single episode this is Echo next week we're going to be talking about Monarch Legacy of Monsters um, and that's an Apple TV Plus show that just ended, I think there are 10 episodes. Um, but we got a lot of cool stuff coming out. Comic Talk is every Thursday is where we talk about comic books. Um, so find us on TikTok and Instagram and keep up with the schedule that we have. 
that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for watching. Once again, I am your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been the Key Talks Echo. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Super strong or super